Hello, and welcome back to From the Heart Catholic Podcast, the official podcast for the Diocese of Salina. This is Jeff Andrews, Bill Mayer, Father Jared Conradi, and we are the Three Bald Guys. This show is all about evangelization, education, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Three Bald Guys. This is Season 3, Episode 9. Father Jarrett, could you please lead us in prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So we've got a celebrity with us today. I don't know if you guys have watched EWTN lately and their picks of the week. <laughs> Catholic News Agency, I Give Catholics put it out there, but Father Jarek Conradi is here once again, <laughs> a staple and one of the a three national, ball guys. Yeah. A national the celebrity. The basketball no. priest. The basketball priest. That's... Yeah. yeah, full steam ahead with the night train. So it's, pretty cool things though with I Give Catholic, right? It's funny because I had some of that stuff like listed as all of these different categories, and now we're going to ruin all of my categories because I'm going to talk about it right now. That's what we do. Banter. I thought we were talking about your cruise. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we were going to talk about my cruise. Yeah, I leave in a few days, so we'll yeah. see. I, I've never like gone on a trip over the over Christmas, so this will be different. But so is it Caribbean or what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bahamas. It's like... out, out, no out of Fort Lauderdale, Cozumel, Belize, uh, Honduras. Okay, so yeah, well, seven days. My so that'd be a Gulf cruise then. Yeah, I don't know. I actually have no idea. Western Caribbean, I think. Okay. So my uh, wife's little sister, so my sister-in-law, she's twenty-two, maybe. She's a dancer on the cruise ship, so we're gonna see her and hang out. And my in-laws are going, and my sister-in-law and her daughter, and cool. So yeah, it'll be fun. I I'm going to weigh probably here before I leave. And then wait when I get back because if you've never been on a cruise, like all you do is eat. Yeah, there is a hey, they have a treadmill on there. Yeah, and I mean I can walk laps. There's seven laps. I watched a video last night. Seven laps on their walking track is a mile. There you go. So I'm gonna get one lap in. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going on a cruise. You're making headlines, Father Jarrett, and. Bill's basketball team is sitting at two and four. Oh, right? man. <laughs> I love it. So Start some tough competition that. early on and got kind of a new team from yeah. last year, but yeah. picked up a win last night, last game we before did. the break, right? Yep, which yeah. was nice. I told the guys uh, they definitely want to go into Christmas break with a win. So I also sent them a little picture last night with Santa saying uh, Santa's going to bring him some toughness for Christmas. So... Uh, yeah, I got sure a little. I have that. a little gift for them when they get to practice today. So, bigger question is: after we did our uh, sportsmanship retreat a few weeks ago in Russell with some of our high school kids, how has the student section been? You know, I, I would say good. I I told you the other day when I was out at Oakley, I heard a uh, cheerleader uh, tell the student section to knock it off, which I thought was really cool. Hmm. Not that maybe that was connected or not, but just that that stood out to me as something like that was you know kind of neat. Um, I have we've not had any trouble. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, so, so I think good in that in that regard. I've only received received one email this year from an upset opposing team about student section. It wasn't Bill's school; it was a different school, and it I was, just wanted to reply. It wasn't my school either. No, I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to reply back, like maybe the fact that 
our Catholic school won by 24 points is sitting a little sour too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I did not say that. I said, please give me a call so we can talk further. I'd love to hear yeah. your perspective on things. So it's it's really tough. I, I, I would not make excuses for kids on sportsmanship, but I would definitely say when they watch kids at college and when they look at mm-hmm. the pro game and what goes on there, uh, the stuff is is pretty tame. I, I I don't know. It's just to me that stuff's gotten out of control. And, yeah. uh, and I liked the leadership group. I particularly like your students, who I think could be a little bit ornery uh, from Beloit. Uh, I thought that there was really good conversations and, and great ideas on how to help with those sort of things. And ornery as like at games, there a little bit. No, just oh. as kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is great. I like that. Honor that's say, that's I unreal. I've never heard of. Yeah, uh, I don't know a fourteen to eighteen year old that's going to not be honor. Yeah. That actually is where my mind goes in this conversation. Is my high school sitting in the stands at times, and and I think we were pushing the envelope. Uh, I remember we used to chant Rule Fifty Two. We love you. Did you? <laughs> that, that was Rule Fifty Two. Was the sportsmanship rule or whatever? We've and made posters about it. It's got six thousand hits on Facebook so nice. far. So with Bishop's picture on there, wow. um, about be courteous to others. I, I, and so it's I, still Rule Fifty Two. It is, yeah. Okay. And you love it. I do. I, we love you, Rule Fifty Two. Yeah. All right. Let's get going on this. All right, guys. Our first topic, as always, giver or robber of energy. What is robbing or giving you energy? I'm going to start with you, Bill. <laughs> uh, so ironically enough, since uh, Jeff brought him up, uh, our, our basketball team this year is giving me energy. Um, there are a few times where it's robbing me of some energy too, but uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've worked with a group that uh, is this young and is this inexperienced, and it's a whole different deal. Um, and uh, and I and I absolutely love practices and I love what we're, what we're doing and watching those guys learn and grow um so you know every day you know some of those guys they could be hanging their head or something but it's like I, every time I walk in the gym I'm excited to be there they're giving me energy they they are doing things the right way um and so it's it's been kind of a breath of fresh air even though we're sitting at a record which is maybe a little different for us um it's been an enjoyable season and it's already flown by to this point which is you know not always uh the case for for season so you know shout out to those guys keep working and uh, just kind of fun to uh, be a part of a group that's, that's working hard. Do you make it a requirement that they listen to three bald guys on every bus trip? You know, I should. Hey, guys, we're going you to Norton. I should. You should play it. Uh, I, will, I will tell you there are things that they say every once in a while that tell me that at least a few of them are, are listening a little bit. So um, it's, it's kind of funny huh. that they have little tidbits and stuff there. Bill? I hear some stuff. Every now and again, yeah. yeah. Like, somebody make a comment that's in reference to something that was said on there. And yep. that yeah. makes you feel good. It does. Yeah. I, had I have had an official come up to me and go, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize we're reffing one of the three ball guys. Um, <laughs> nice. games. So so there are there's some people out there. So shout out to all you guys that are listening and give us all the calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give you all the calls. <laughs> Father Jarrett, what's giving you energy? Or yeah, I, mine's kind of a combo, which I think is probably I've done that before because uh, I really can't pinpoint that it's only robbing or giving, but it's actually, so I think it was Monday, um, and that gives timeline to when, when this podcast comes out or whatever, but that uh, the document Fiducia Supplicans dropped, and the only thing I got was a, a text message from somebody uh, saying, is this real, more or less? Like, and, it was the, the, and it was the CNN uh, headline, 
and the screenshot of yeah, the and it was like yeah. the Catholic Church is changing its doctrine was actually the headline on one of the I don't know if that was CNN, but one of the headlines was changing its doctrine, which is it it robs me in the sense that our media obviously just finds any opportunity to to create a stir. Uh, obviously, they're they just don't looking want us for, to win. They're looking for views. I mean, they're looking for something that's going to get people to listen and watch, but. It's, uh, they've done it obviously multiple times with things that have come down from the Vatican. And, um, I would say one thing, so it's a, it's a pastoral sort of teaching on blessings and is what the actual document it is. It's 45 paragraphs. I've read it. I would recommend that people read it because there's thousands of people out there commenting on it that have not read the document. And do not read the comments in anything on social. It just gets stupid. So I just, uh, I, um. I think there's a lot of confusion in our culture, specifically English, the English-speaking world, because we abuse that word. I think that's part of the confusion about about it is because we say things like, "We, my 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 wife and I, got our marriage blessed in the church." That's a phrase that you you that people you hear people use, and that's not an accurate phrase to use, uh, in the sense that there is no there is no blessing of a of a marriage in the church. It's called a convalidation that you are validating, making sacramental the civil union that you were in. Um, and so that's a completely separate thing. And the document actually makes quite clear that reality. And it also, in a sense, calls out some of the German bishops who have started to do rituals with same-sex couples. Uh, so it actually clarifies, I think, in the face of some of this abuse in Germany, uh, what is wrong with what's being done. And so... Uh, I am, is there a question of prudence, whatever? I mean, I, I don't, whether the Pope Francis thinks about, well, I wonder how the United States is going to respond to this. Uh, I, I doubt that's necessarily a part. Should it be? Who knows? We think we're the center of the world, obviously. And so we, we think it should be prudent according to our cultural norm and our, our language. And I just, obviously I don't think that's necessarily always the mind of the Vatican, um, so anyway, I don't want to get too deep, too deep into it. Like, I already is, have. Is this a topic you'll need to like do a homily on? You think or anything like that, uh, or not need much more clarification? The people who need to look into it can go. I mean, go yeah, read. Yeah, I paragraphs. might make a, just a quick statement about it. I don't know that I would fill a, a homily with it. I don't typically do that, I guess. But yeah. if it if it becomes a thing, I really haven't heard too much from people. Um, yeah, it's. It's kind of interesting. I I didn't hear about it until after the game last night. So I'd been a whole bunch of day without hearing anything. And then, of course, I Google Pope Francis says because you know that's all you got to say. And I see CNN and all the you know Washington Post, New York Times, and NPR, and they're all like, "Oh, the things have changed." Just like you said, I yeah. didn't see the word doctrine, but I saw all these things have changed. <laughs> and it was just like anything else, like you said, when you start reading into it, you're like, "No." Yeah. He didn't do anything like everybody wants him to, you know. Right. And right. so and, and so that'd be my hope is that everybody would actually just actually go read instead of just look at social media and say, Oh, well, he said this. Mm-hmm. Go go read the document, like you said. Yeah, it's forty five paragraphs. It takes like fifteen minutes at the most. I mean, there's some there's some uh theological language in there, uh, but it's still for the most part, I think, understandable. Um uh, there was to a lay thing. person like I'd be able to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like, going to be you, parts. Jeff, but <laughs> a normal Bill lay person, a normal lay person will understand it, but I don't know about you, Jeff. Um, 
No, I was going to say uh, Father Mark Goring, who's a very present uh, social media priest, and I think he's from Canada or something, and a lot of people know of him. He kind of he tends to toe the traditional line, and he his his point, and I think it's a really important point, is he kind of spoke of it in a positive way, and he said if y- if I'm misreading something or there's something in there that is absolutely contrary to the practice of the faith or to the doctrine of the faith then let me know the paragraph. And I guess I would say that same thing. If there's something that people have serious, serious concerns about, let me know the paragraph in the document and we can talk about it and maybe I can write about it or whatever. Like, but besides that, if the concern is about some social media post or something, then yeah, show, yeah. Me, the, show me the paragraph, I guess. So Yeah, that's Which great. I thought it was a yeah. good point. Yeah, that's a great way to do that. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, mine. Uh, giving me or robbing me energy. Mine's been road trips. I know I drive a lot, uh, but this semester we've really committed to not only on these school visits, you know, getting in and talking with teachers and students and principals, but doing observations. And so 20-minute observations in the classroom between Dr. Campagnon and myself and our principals, we've done over 330 this semester alone. So that's it's good data for us to get of looking at the learning environment and what's going on. And it just kind of, you know, brings you joy when you walk into one of our schools. So also that time on the road, I finally finished the book uh, Bill gave me, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. So one of, there's 20 tips at the end, I think. One of them is drive the speed limit always. Yep. Like, so I did that yesterday once I left St. Andrews and Abilene. Like, and I, I'm usually like an 82, 83 on the interstate. I don't and know you went anybody, 75 or 80? So I went 75. Oh, Dri- Interstate's eight. Seventy-five. Or, or seventy-five. Yeah. <laughs> so I drove seventy-five, no and it's only you know Abilene's no. only thirty miles from Salina, but like it was peaceful. Didn't have to worry about passing a car that I thought was going too slow. I was just the car that drove the speed limit, and everybody's flying by you. Yeah, and it was okay. Like I still got to my destination and at an okay time, and so yeah. I've had that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good consideration, honestly. Like because half the time we're driving speeding. And we don't need to. Correct. Like, that's one of the things that hits me sometimes is like, I don't have any reason to get there like five minutes early, earlier than what I'm going to get there. Yeah. But yet it's just a habit. It's just something like we don't, we don't get pulled over at this speed. So therefore I always go that speed. Yeah. And yeah. Try it. Speed limit on the way home to Beloit. No, nah, I won't be doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got a meeting. <laughs> All right. Uh, topic two, billion dollar question. It's time for the billion-dollar question. All right, uh, since we're about to be uh, celebrating Christmas here shortly, uh, let's talk about favorite and least favorite Christmas traditions. Uh, could be from your childhood, could be current. Uh, we'll start with Father Jarrett. He looks like he's ready to go. I am fired up now. Um, I would say it's the same category for both uh, as far as favorite and least favorite in the sense that I am... I was a kid that would pull out the CDs or I, even at first when I was younger, like records and tapes and stuff, this dates me, um, but of music like in October, uh, oh, like I was listening man. to, I was listening to Christmas music in October. Now I'm not saying that that's great and I was probably burned Does out. Does Tiny by... Tim have a Christmas album? Is that? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That was oh, the Timmy, guy... T, Timmy, Timmy T, Timmy T, Timmy okay. T, sorry. I don't think he does. If he did, man, that would be good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, and I love choral music. I love, uh, love the instrumental music and stuff. Um, there's one, the, the, my least favorite Christmas tradition, the thing that came up was the, the song, Mary, Did You Know? Uh, 
I, I can't that, read your handwriting, Bill. I thought everybody likes that song. Uh, not everybody. Huh. What is it for you that drives you nuts? It's actually the tune. I mean, so there might be some question to the theological understanding of Mary's knowledge, uh, what Mary's knowledge would have been about Jesus and his birth and all of that. And I'd have to look at the text again to address that. But uh, it's not really my contention. It's more so the secular sort of style of the the tune of it itself. Um, that like I just it, have it, never, it's it never eats taught it. You me. doesn't. I can tell. Oh like, man, you, there's certain songs. You look songs. unhappy thinking about it. And I shouldn't even put it in the category with some of the. What's that George Michael song that? Oh, last last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next. So day. that one you don't like. Oh, I do oh, not man, like that I'm song. That's so you. bad. You know, now that you talk about that, Mary, did you know does sound like a slow song for a boy band that had been doing pop hits and they need to slow it down uh, to like try to climb the charts with a different thing? That is, oh man, I'm not gonna get that out of my head. <laughs> you know what else I don't get out of my head? And I told my son about it. What you said. Thanks, Speedy. Oh, I never heard that in my life. And now, now you are welcome. No, like Reed will look at me like when he's like, hmm? and I'm like, oh. like every time he's thinking it. No, anytime we're in church and they say we say it, like he'll yeah. be like, just give me. And I'm like, pay attention, focus. No, it's a thing, like a connection between you and your son. So, yeah. so your favorite Christmas tradition is. Christmas Listen, music. Yeah, listening to music. I love it. I, I turned except it on. For, I turned it on last for night. Except for Mary, did you know? Except for Mary, did you know? I, I'm with you on Mary, did you know? Especially like the last part where it's like the great amen or something like that. I can't remember what they say and it just goes on for like, it just. I'm Mary, did you know? Yeah, there's something. I guess I've turned it off every time I've never gotten to You don't to get to that anymore. part? You don't get to that part. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm with you on that. I know I'm offending a lot of people out there because there's a lot of fans of Mary, did you know? And uh, so. I, I mean, I bet you. Two of our seven listeners maybe agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff, what about you? Uh, mine is Mass on Christmas Day. I love going on Christmas morning, just something we've we've done. I mean, since I've been married. Um, used to always go on Christmas Eve when I was young, but really gotten to love the Christmas Day Mass first thing and then come back to the house over this year we'll be gone. So I gotta find a find a mass in Mexico, I think, or Belize, or I, I don't know where I'm at which day, but I know I've looked at the map, and somewhere by where the ship docks, there's a Catholic church. So that'd be kind of neat, though. Yeah. Different traditions. Maybe. It will be. I, you know, also thinking with our with cross Catholic outreach, we did the boxes of joy and collected thirteen hundred boxes. I think we That's did crazy. this year with about twenty dollars of items in each box. You take thirteen hundred times twenty. That's a lot. Twenty six thousand dollars. Plus, we were able to raise enough money to cover the shipping of it, which was about nine dollars a box. I mean, uh, and these boxes are shipped to some Central American countries, uh, Caribbean, someplace in South America. So it'll be cool to, not that I'm saying I'm going to see a family that receives a box of joy, but be in the area where some of those are. So yeah, it cool. could be cool. My least favorite, and I I don't like holiday parties, and I love people, and I love, once I'm at the party, I'm, I have a great time. It's just like, I got a lot of meetings at night, and when the holiday party comes around, I'd almost rather just sit at home, have dinner, and, and go to bed not go to a two or three hour get together. Like I said, when I'm there, I have a great time and nobody would ever know that I don't love going to them, but it's just another item on the list for everybody to get together. So. Yeah, you're wearing that Grinch color today. Really I know, nice. I know. I've got, really nice sorry. <laughs> I, does, does some of it, because as you were talking about that, I started thinking about like, does some of it because it's dark at night in, in December? Because for me, like I have no trouble in the summer being out late at night or having get-togethers, that kind of stuff, because the sun is still up. And it, it just seems like in December and January when it's dark at night, I really don't want to be out. I want to be at home. 
No, I, I, I don't know if that's when it is it. dark at five thirty. I'm not interested in anything else. Yeah. It is kind of like that. You just start to shut down. Man, yeah. if I lived in a, northern Alaska, I would weigh <laughs> 900 pounds. I would just hibernate <laughs> all day long. Uh, Bill, what's your least favorite? Uh, so, so my and favorite. My, my favorite is uh, nutcrackers. I don't know. I like nutcrackers. You collect them? I collect them, yeah. And my daughter's gotten into it as well. So, um, one of our little videos, if you notice, she set up like four of them before uh, when she was cooking or whatever. Um, so it's kind of been a thing that her and I have kind of started to bond a little bit with. But do you, uh, do you actually get like the the whole nuts and use them nutcracker? No, you I don't. Just, uh, no. My, my wife does. Valerie will buy the bag of like the that's all like of the nuts. And uh, we used to do that as kids. I love yeah. I love my like, grandpa always had it or whatever. But he didn't let us use like the nutcracker like the. Yeah, the nice looking guy. I don't yeah, know it was the handle. The handle like, one. He gave us the silver handles. Like use that yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I don't know why. I actually wore Nutcracker socks last night for our game, and I was really concerned that if we lost, I can't wear them again. So you know, so, so you I didn't want to lose because I don't want to give up the Nutcracker socks. How many Nutcrackers are you? A guy that has like a hundred of them in your house? Uh, we've probably got forty, fifty, something like that. Uh, we line them up. I tell Mandy they're guarding our house, and so you know we kind of line them up all over the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, are you a big fan of the Nutcracker show? No, nah, not necessarily. I don't even know have why you, I like Nutcracker. The ballet. I just started liking ballet. it. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And then you know they make so many cool it. ones now. We got like the Chiefs one, the Fisher, the Hunter, the Cook, the Barbecue. I mean, the, so it's just kind of a neat. Do you I don't have know. a Three Wiseman one? We don't actually. Okay, put that. Do put, you listen Mateo to the Nutcracker Christmas. I do like. I mean, I I don't mind the music from the. That's much the, better than the song that's stuck in my head right now. The Tchaikovsky or whatever. It's a, it's what good. That it, guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. on last night. It, I know that because uh, so it cultured. was in the Little Blue Book. There you go. Uh-huh. See? So huh? cultured. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite then would be tinsel. Like, I think tinsel on trees, I don't understand it. So oh, you get mess. this beautiful tree, and it's like some metallic monster threw up all over it when it gets done <laughs> at the end. So that's that's what I don't understand is... Why are you putting tinsel on a Christmas tree? So, I don't know how many people used to. I've never put tinsel on my tree. I, I don't think I don't think it's as big of a thing as it as it, it was. My parents, be. my dad liked it, and so when we were growing up, like we'd get it looking good. He'd be like, "All right, it's time to put the tinsel on." I'd be like, "Why are we ruining the tree?" And yeah. uh, so I, I don't know if it's as big of a deal as it used to be. Um, but uh, I think I might actually agree with you on something, Bill. Holy smokes! You, you Somebody like write either. that down I'm not somewhere. A, not a huge fan. Yeah, it, I kind of agree. You kind of you have this beautiful tree decorated, and then you cover it. You almost cover it up. But. I bet you our listeners want to know what does your and Father Andrew's tree look like. Do you even have it's one? It's in a box still. <laughs> no, I don't. So know. I actually carried it over to the church. Uh, because we were decorating the church and we needed a, we actually have a space now in the, in the gathering space, the narthex. Uh, so, so the, our decorating lady mentioned, Hey, do you have any extra trees that we could use? So we brought it over there and, and, the, and half of the lights don't work on it because uh-huh. it's not been used in years. I've never used it before. Uh, so we are bah humbug. Do you exchange gifts with father Andrew? No. Come on. Nah. It's got to be something. No, not really. Man, I, I even know, gave Bill kind of something. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Well, you should Wow, gave something to the other bald guy. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you know how good it makes you feel when you give someone a gift? It does. He doesn't know. It, well, <laughs> I've done it before. You would make Father Andrew's day if you had a little gift for him. 
Yeah. Not a bad idea. I don't know. Now you're that. thinking about it, but that will leave your mind as soon I'm more concerned that we have a seminarian, Luke Freeze. Oh, yeah. You should definitely do something for him. Get him some. Especially since he's I a feel great like seminarian. If it's unexpected in some ways, then you, you're almost laying guilt on the other person, especially when it comes to like a mutual priest. I uh, know. I called Bill a couple of days ago and I was like, are we doing. Are, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get you some. I okay. don't feel like you have to get me some, but I'm like, and don't get anything too expensive. So you let a pre-call just to make sure the, that it was okay. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> like, that's honestly a concern. Like, if you give something to one of these guys, uh, one of the guys that I live with in the rectory, that... You'll I definitely tell them who you like and who it's you It's almost know. like, yeah, well, where's my gift? What's up? I'm not that But I'm you don't actually that, think that way. I don't. Well, yeah. I do. If somebody gives me something that was super unexpected from somebody that, that. Uh, like yeah. I'm close to in a way, uh, then yeah, I do feel like uh, I was like, oh crud, I didn't get anything. I know I've got to make sure I get Bishop's gift together. I gotta man, <laughs> but like he gets things like people send him food and like what do you? I don't know. One of the greatest gifts is when somebody gives me something in a card or whatever, and as part of the note that they give, they say. Please do not write a thank you for this. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that's that. That's like the greatest gift. That is, a, that is I'm, I'm sure that's cool. Uh, All right. We, hey, we'd love to hear everybody's favorite Christmas thing. So maybe in the comments we'll yeah. get two people to comment what their favorite Christmas tradition is. So, Matea, make sure you put that in the little notes. Like, comment below. Show notes, show notes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Number three, uh, Saints Among Us. Let's talk Let's about talk the Saints, about Saints, Saints Among Us. Among us. Who did you guys see or encounter this week that was living out God's call for each of us to live? We'll start with Bill. Right back at you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say that we have a seminarian game coming up on uh, the 29th at 6 p.m. at Sacred Heart here in, uh, in Salina. And I always love that game partially because you look up in the crowd and there's a whole lot of like holy people who you know are praying for vocations that are supporting vocations, you know, monetarily and just very concerned about uh, the priests and vocations. And I, I just I love looking up in the crowd and seeing those people there and the supporting of the game. It isn't always the most exciting game, but uh, are you playing in that game, by the way? Uh, the Run and Revs game? Yeah. Uh... I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Still sore from the last I one? I can't go and not play, basically. So either I don't go or I play. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I, I just enjoy seeing all those people out there. And uh, and it's great to see our seminarians out there playing. And it's great to see uh, our priests out there as well. And so well, I don't know if it's great to see them all playing. <laughs> it's not always the best <laughs> basketball. Well, from an effort standpoint, it's it's always solid. From a skill standpoint, maybe maybe not so much. Yeah, it's always funny because like the the competition, whoever the team that is put together is so varying over the years. Like sometimes it'll be obviously it's the intention was like twelve year old that had to show up. (laughs) uh, Can you play? As Father Andy Hammock, he talks about me backing the twelve year old down in the in the paint or whatever. But so there's there's that, and then sometimes well, usually in the summertime, then you get. Like a like the starting team for uh, high school, like all seniors or yeah. something. It's a very different competition. So it is usually in the winter one. It's like the guys that don't play anymore, but played yeah. through like eighth, ninth, tenth grade, and then they're like, I don't want to do it anymore. They all show up and yeah, are in pretty decent shape because they're high school kids. It's just different. Yeah, I mean, not great shape, but doesn't matter though. That old man strength. 
and the rebounding is what, what wins it for the seminarians always. Yeah. Uh, the rebounding thing is huge. Yeah, that's what I, uh, mine's rec, I play rec ball type basketball, which is body up and use, use your body because you can't move as fast as those kids. Yeah, do. it's funny. Father Andy must play a decent amount with the kids in Hayes, and they always talk about, like, you cannot stop him from scoring because he's so strong, and it's like... You know, just it's nicer to get older sometimes because you get that old man strength. And That's funny. I remember coming. Back, I always imagine. Oh, sorry. Coming back from college and like scrimmaging my high school team. You know, the coach calls you in and some guys go and I'm like, I feel like I'm better than I was when I was 17. Yeah, yeah. you should. Uh, you should wear goggles and a headband. <laughs> <laughs> just, and just jack the, up high socks. Yeah, just, just have the full look. Knee socks do it. with the stripe on them. I dare you. That's Double like, dog day. That would yeah. be perfect. If I had that stuff, I would do it. I'm not going to go uh, buy it. I will stuff. get you that stuff <laughs> if you'll wear it. I mean, I wear a headband. Sorry, goggles and a headband. Got to put so the goggles. No goggles. Bill, when is the running revs game? What, what day? 29th, 6 p.m. at Sacred Heart. Uh, and I, I'm not sure what date the 29th is. There I think are, it's a Friday. Friday, Friday December 29th yeah. at Sacred Heart High School here yep. in, Sacred Heart in Salina. High School. It's yep. also probably good to mention we'll have the priest trading cards available to, for oh, purchase. Oh, great to mention, which I collected yeah. a few and put them on eBay. And, oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, the Father Jarrett one is Press. up to 34 cents. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Very nice. Very no, nice. I, have not, I, I don't have any trading cards. Well, I you'll have to buy out. some. I will be on a cruise. Material. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the but, money goes to vocations, so if you come and buy them, You know, I think that'd be cause. a really cool gift to give my son that you should give him for Christmas as a set. <laughs> Maybe I should give Luke Freeze and Father Andrew a card of myself. Signed. <laughs> Signed. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea, because on the back it says, pray for me. So Signed with like a silver Sharpie. There you go. I got the, I've got the <laughs> gifts. Ahead. Give me a hundred of those cards that please, I can put in all my thank you notes. Please put it like in the... Hard plastic, plastic protection thing. So it's like, guys, you probably want to hang on to <laughs> Take this. Take care of this one. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jeff, your turn. Uh, I have not seen her this week because she works remote, but I would say the same among us is uh, Katie Hamel. So since I've worked at the Chancery, she has uh, worked in a couple different roles. She was Bishop's assistant. Uh, she has been our, I don't know if you call it the editor for the Register and Faith Magazine. Now that she is expecting her second child, uh, she's going to kind of step down from some of her roles. So she'll still have Faith Magazine, but she will not be the editor of the Register anymore. And I just know anytime I've called Katie, she picks up the phone. Anytime I need to write something and I don't have ideas because I'm just, that's not my gift. She'll be like, Jeff, how about I help you? Then I'll send it to you and get you started and we'll go from there. So like she's my own little AI that she, she does on her own and get some things going. So Katie, thank you for all that you do. And I, um, you know, have loved working with you and, um, it's been great. So cool. All right. Uh, for me, I would go. So you made reference to at the beginning, Jeff, uh, the, the, I give Catholic thing. And, uh, honestly our success with that, we brought in over $321,000 as a parish in school. Um, and that would never even have come close to happening, um, without a number of people, but one in particular was, was Alan Holdren. Uh, he has been a, he's been such a blessing to our community. He and his family moved back to Beloit or to Beloit from uh, being an EWTN correspondent in Rome, Italy. So he was like a EWTN correspondent for yeah for the Vatican ultimately. And so he is just has a great wealth of knowledge when it comes to social media, when it comes to video editing, when it comes to so that that video of me making the the playground shot uh, from the fire escape, I mean that is only as good as 
the job he did with the editing and stuff it was just really well well put together like i love watching it because it's just like really cool how all the all different angles cuts. and how did he yeah. make it look like you really made it that's what i want to know <laughs> 85 shots, baby. That's yeah. all it took. I love the EWTN thing was like, dozens and dozens. <laughs> <laughs> My arm was sore for over a week, actually. Like it was, Man. and I was getting at, at that point, I was starting to have very serious doubts. Like, cause we were, we were approaching the end of the school day. The kid, you know, the bell was going to ring. It's type almost of dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't going to happen. And then what do we do when it's time for the kids to leave? Like, are we shutting it down? Do I keep going? And uh, so, yeah. On the Marcy's the only one left rebounding for you. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. We run out of battery on the cameras. So. Too, I mean, between all that with the other videos that were made with uh, uh, Beloit High School coming together with St. John's Catholic School making a couple videos for that, the uh, students working together to do some commentary, it was, it was pretty awesome. It was cool. It was really cool. So, real quick, it, speaking of your parish, don't you guys? What is it? January seventh, January sixth. Yeah, January seventh, we have a mass of celebration, mass of celebration with the bishop. Uh, not really a not really a dedication because the church technically doesn't need to be dedicated. There will be special blessing as part of that, but uh, um, but it's not a formal dedication because the altar stone is the same and everything. So. Um, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah, so the normal 10 a.m. mass is going to be crowded. Uh, it'll be fun though, and yeah, we'll have a little potluck afterwards celebrating. And then, so the day before, so this is a, a shout out to the bishop for having uh, committed to a little pilgrimage that he's doing from <laughs> Glasgow on Saturday morning. He's doing a he's doing a first Saturday mass at six or sorry eight o'clock on Sunday Saturday morning the 6th, and then he's going to walk. And we're actually going to do, I think, a, kind of a Eucharistic sort of pilgrimage. Uh, so we'll have, we haven't got 100% whether it's going to be a sort of a golf cart without a top or something set up so that we'll have a, a actually a Eucharistic procession with that and actually have the canopy on there. And, and so it'll be respectful of that, but it'll be, so he won't have to carry it 20 miles. Uh, cause that when I, be, when I heard a Eucharistic procession for 20 miles, it's like, yeah, his arms are going to fall yeah, off. There's no way. I mean, I even thought at NCYC when the procession, yeah, I don't know how long, long it was. I'm one. like, my arms would hurt so bad. What I've heard yeah. from some priests who go to like Steubenville and do that, that like by the time they oh, go up yeah. and down all the stairs and stuff and well, and they trade exhausted. off, oh, they yeah. trade off too. Oh, okay. The priests, especially do. at those conferences. But you can get pretty good at finding a, a resting spot. Um, my belly is so big. No, actually, that's not. It's actually usually my belt. Like if you, yeah. the bottom, it, the bottom has to be big enough that it can come back and uh, rest on your belt okay. and gives you a little assistance. That's what I do. Got it. I'm a slacker. Mateus, are you making the walk so that we got some photos of this with Bishop? Um, we... I will be there for part of the beginning. And then once they get to the one point where he's going to carry yeah, it. Yeah, so when we there. get to the city limits, he'll actually carry it yeah. the rest of the way. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right, moving uh, on. Hey, don't take my, don't take my I time I was just here. saying we're moving on. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's grow. Let's grow. All right, guys, time to talk about some growth opportunities. What have you read or watched uh, as you've done some prep during Advent uh, that you would recommend to others? I'm going to go first just so neither of you take it. So mine would be the little blue book. I don't, Father Kevin gave it to me at St. Mary's. We'd gone to a 6 p.m. mass right the, the first Sunday of Advent. 
uh, we usually go to St. Elizabeth's in Salina, but um, schedule just didn't work out. So uh, Father Kevin towards the end, he said, hey, just a reminder, we have the little blue books, the Advent books at the back, grab one for your family on the way out. And it's been first time we've done this as a family. And every night, the three of us sit in our son's room and take turns reading. It's been it's been really cool. So um, I love it because it's short and sweet. I'm not reading the trilogy of Lord of the Rings uh, or anything like that, but it's been it's been a good family tradition that I think we look forward to. Nice. Father Jarrett, what about you? What have you read or watched? To yeah, prep for uh, so mine's not particularly Advent, um, but I did, I have come to a completion on a couple of things, which is kind of a big deal for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't always, I don't always finish the books that I start. And that, uh, that's the case with, so I've made reference to the book and to the program in past episodes, but so the, the program that we completed was the rescue project, uh, by father John Ricardo, which I just, uh, recommend that to the highest possibility basically of that program and his his talks he just does a phenomenal job i think and it's just the 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 last episode is particularly uh encouraging and challenging and and good and it's and it ties in prayer which is also the book that i completed was the dr ted sri book on prayer um and so that's been my kind of my meditation this year which is funny because prayer like reading on Prayer is sort of always, it's always been like, oh, okay, another book on prayer, another presentation on prayer. It's like you nonstop hear it. But this, I mean, specifically the book too, was just expounded in a way that I don't know that I've reflected and stuff. So it really, it was really an awesome book and I would recommend it highly as well as that series. So expounded. Yes. Man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we've got a little uh, thesaurus over here today with us. <laughs> All right, Bill. Uh, what have you read? So, so mine was not actually Advent directed, but it was. You're the one own. that makes the outline. I know. You're like Advent directed, but it, but it's uh, but it was in its own way. It did, wasn't intended to be an Advent, but it's been really cool. I've been doing the 33 days to Morning Glory with my finished date will be January 1st, and uh, and so obviously Mary is incredibly tied into um, the story of the Nativity, um, and and then I also for our Deacon Formation class this. Uh, this month we had Marianology was was what we had for that and so I've just been pounded with Mary all over the place and uh, um, it's been incredibly fruitful to have you know that experience as I'm going through Advent so that's kind of what I've done and and uh, it's been you know just a, a beautiful little trip through uh, Marian stuff have you made it every day on the day I have actually Ooh, strangely man that's uh, so <clears throat> but uh, yeah. I haven't expounded upon anything necessarily, but you know. <laughs> oh, oh try man. It. You should try it. All righty. All right. Is it me? Yep, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my place on our on our little uh, cheat sheet. We need a teleprompter in here that's like right? scrolling. This, this is ridiculous that we're still using paper. Uh, so we got... No, it's not me. It's a question from our audience that no, you no, introduced. No, it's crossed out. Way to, way to pay attention. Yeah, but that is the time. We need some more questions from our audience. So yeah, you we do. This seven is... listeners, can you go yeah. on our website, and there's a red button, and then you can record. You speak into uh, your computer. And you can do it multiple times just using different voices. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like we have a caller right now. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Jeffrina. No. Uh, oh, so man. yeah, give, give us something. We uh, may need that edited. Trying to think, Mateo, <laughs> no, how do, do we... do not edit that. Like, 
Jeff. They could email you, right? Like communications hey, if they don't Jeff, want to do the video. Would Jeff Rena start with a G as well? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just an audio recording. So, so. it's cool because we like to play back the person's voice yeah. on air. It makes a little bit more connection. I mean, we don't get to... Uh, you know, win these national awards on podcasting without <laughs> our <laughs> listeners helping us out. So, anyway, no, all right. right. Okay, time for, uh, time for mystery envelope question. It's a mystery. All righty. Opening the question. These are by you? No, nope. these are still from Susan. Yep. Okay. What would you... Keep even if you were offered all the money in the world for it. Ooh, so basically, what would you not sell, like of your possessions? I guess or I can be human. I'm pretty sure I, I said I my wife I and kid. I think we gotta say like not human. Yeah, okay. That's a possession. <laughs> yeah. Not selling my son. <laughs> that's that's good. That's a good clarification. Read, read yeah. you're okay. He's or my wife. Or my wife, honey. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Huh. I need some Jeopardy music right here. So, yeah. okay. What would you? Keep, even if you were offered all the money in the world for it. Mm. I, I don't have any, like, strong possessions like that. I think I need to have. I got to say, in my truck for the right price, I'll. You don't have any sentimental things that are kind of like, like attached in a special way to someone or something, or oh man, like I would say, I go with, I go with, uh, I've got a framed picture. That my of of Jesus at the Last Supper that my my brother did for my ordination, and that's the brother that was killed in a car accident, and that is super special, obviously to me. So I mean, stuff like that, yeah, like the, that has a sentimental attachment. Would that's be extremely something. sentimental. Yeah, yeah. So, forty million dollars. There you go, guys. If Follow. I offered you forty million dollars, <laughs> seven hundred million is what Shohei Otani just got. The Dodgers gave him seven hundred million. That's what he's getting as a contract. Yeah, someone offers you that. The Dodgers say, "We'll take this." Okay, picture. well, that's not fair. Okay, I'm, I'm not just going saying... numbers out there. Okay, no, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, maybe I need more sentimental stuff. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything, Bill. My, mine, mine would be similar with the sentimental stuff. Like I've got some stuff my grandpa and great grandpa, you know, passed down like a couple pictures and some things. Um, that would be my most likely thing. Um, if you'd asked me years ago, there'd have been several things. I think, I think as we start to like figure out that possessions and things aren't as, you know, someone asked the other day, like if there was a fire, what would you grab? And, and besides family members, there's nothing that means that much to me that I would go into a burn. There's nothing that I would go into a burning fire for that, that we have, but, but, uh, but the sentimental stuff, you know, like your history, your grandparents, your great grandparents, there's little things that, like, I've got my grandpa's nameplate that was on his office desk thing, and, and it probably means nothing to everybody else, but, but it means a lot to me, and, and so those would be the things I would look at. Yeah, I, would, I mean, we have framed pictures in our house, in our living room, like, of grandparents and stuff like that that we will always have. also got something from my grandma that I think was always at her house, and it looks like a just a little Pacific Island little guy that's, like, made of, I don't know, obsidian or something. Probably was $3. Is that a rock, obsidian? Obsidian. Is that a rock? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. Some let's, little carved thing that she probably got on a trip. <laughs> she probably got it at Disney sometime. But for some reason, I just remember always seeing that at my grandparents. And now I have it. It doesn't match anything in this room, but I just have it sitting there. So Actually, now that I think about it, the closest <laughs> I have to something would actually, besides that, would be like, and you probably got some of these too, like the ornaments that 
that your son's made for you uh, with oh, his pictures yeah. and stuff. Those would be things that I would want to grab and yeah. and have. But cool. All yeah. right. Hey, that's a great question, Susan. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. Time to call all our prayer warriors. It's time to rally the prayer warriors. Who is someone or something that you think uh, needs all of our prayers? Uh, Father Jarrett. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, praying for unity in the church. I guess that's on my mind with that with that conversation on the document thing. Because anytime something like that drops and the media runs with it, it sort of it sort of makes even more visible the divisions um, within the church, specifically, you know, conservatives versus liberals, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think there's a lot of a lot of oh, what do you call it? Just <laughs> garbage throwing at each other as far as just comments and references and stuff. And it's just not typically healthy, obviously. So, um, so yeah, I would pray just for unity in the church, which is kind of a, kind of a good topic to pray for since Jesus was like his longest prayer in the gospel is for unity for his apostles in the church. So I'm not just validating my. <laughs> I say just I've got my Jesus petition. on my side on this one, so I don't know what you two have to yeah, say. Do you but, guys uh, have any topics know. to pray for that Jesus also prayed? To Bill, the prayer mine for? would be. Uh, I was in on a DCF situation the other day, and uh, and it just got me thinking. You know, we talk a lot about family in Christmas time, and that's that's one of the things. And for some people out there that you know, kids are in situations where they don't have a good, strong family life, or or you know, things aren't settled or okay. And so, you know, just praying for those that. Uh, are in, in difficult family situations through the Christmas holiday. You know, secondary to that would also be someone who lost a loved one close to, uh, you know, a holiday like Christmas or something. That's a really tough time. So those would be my prayers is, is to, uh, you know, those situations. Uh, Bill, yours is pretty similar to mine. I just think during these breaks with our schools, I think of all of our students um, throughout the country who school, yes, it's, you know, time for academics and it's time for some, you know, building relationships with your friends, but it also provides us, structure and routine for those, you know, seven to eight hours that they're, if they have practices and stuff, I mean, they might be there eight, 10 hours a day, 12. And so when you have a break for two weeks, there's a lot of students who don't have structure and they're sitting at home, their, their thoughts are wondering, they're questioning things or sitting on their phone wondering, you know, maybe why they didn't get invited to a certain together. So I think about those kids a lot. So, and I think they all need to be in our prayers because um, and I'm, they're looking forward to coming back to school in January. At least I hope they are. Yeah. So, speaking of January, I forgot. Just got to get it in this one because Mateo might get this out soon. We come back from Christmas break and we've got St. John's Beloit visiting Sacred Heart on That's that true. Thursday, January 3rd, maybe might be the day, January 4th. I don't know what the Thursday night is, but it's at Sacred Heart. Sorry to get with Father Brian McCaffrey and make sure you guys figure out your prayer service that's going on. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Tipton and St. John's coming to Salina. And then the following day on Friday, Sacred Heart turns and goes on the roads and visits you guys in Hayes, right, Bill? Yep. Okay. Man, it's going to be a lot of basketball those two days. Father Jarrett, can you close us with a prayer, please? Let us pray. So we lift all our petitions and join them with the petitions of our listeners. We pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, fill our hearts with your love, and as you revealed to us by an angel the coming of your Son as man, so lead us through his suffering and death to the glory of his resurrection. For he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to episode nine of season three of Three Ball Guys. We hope you tune in next time. Have a very Merry Christmas.